What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? Kel Charles, Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. I would say we got to get down because it's Friday, but if you listened to last week's episode, you may um, know that I think that this week's topic of conversation is going to be boring. What did we say that was so wheels off last week? Like, I don't even remember. But I, you were just yawning every time you talked about the Eagles and therefore. Oh, right. It's because they're, they're boring. And so is their a uh, release video. So and all of their fans are boring as well. Yana. Um, which perfectly segues me into a, a yawn. Oh. So that's great timing and very on brawn for this conversation. Right on cue. And two, we do have a very special guest. Depends on your definition of special, but we love him dearly either way, despite his affinities. Um, he's you, weird. We can call you a friend of the show now because this is your second time on the podcast. So this is a big yeah. For us. I liked our first topic better, but we'll allow it. Yeah. So Tyler Batiste, he is. I have to write down his brand new big, big boy title now. It's managing editor of the NBA for The Athletic. So um, we're not going to talk about the play-in games because half of those were boring, um, but the other half were interesting. We're going to talk about your personal fandom with the Eagles and how you guys are going to lose every game this year. Hi, Kelsey. (laughs) Hi, Meg. Oh, hey. Did you like that? We're just so welcoming, are we not? Yeah, I know. It's it's good to get to hear you. Um, good to see you as well. Um, I'm gonna ignore a lot of what was said and 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 say thank you for the introduction. And I'm, I'm happy to talk to, to to the two of you whenever I can. He's literally doing us a favor. Like I was just like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And then the moment he comes on, I'm just talking shit about him. Like already, like this is he's about to walk out the door. Yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave immediately. He I actually. I'm the king of, of Irish goodbyes, for, with, as my friends know from bars and yeah. restaurants. So I will I will absolutely do it on a podcast if I have to. The thing, though, <laughs> is that you're in Dallas. And so if you left, can't get too far. Right. Like I can find I can find you. I have other Dallas Hi. friends, to be clear. Do you, um, though? Yeah. OK. You don't know them, but. OK. Uh-huh. I do. All right. Well, happy to be here. We're excited to have you. <laughs> So I just felt like we've been talking a lot about our draft and we'll talk about our draft in like mini camp, whatever, blah, blah. I mean, let's be honest, like nothing comes out of mini camp. Like, did you show up? Did you not show up? Like, that's all we're concerned with. And everyone, you know, check that box on that in that regard. But so I thought it would be interesting to get some perspective from around the NFC East and how our fellow fans in the division are feeling about 
how you all fared as a team coming out of the draft. I know we're not going to go like full X's and O's, but you know, what were your first impressions? Did you feel good about your draft? Uh, you had a lot of trades. I was really like worried about that at first. I didn't know what was going on. Where's your head at coming out of the NFL draft and, you know, going full force into this off season? Well, I got to tell you, I was watching um, the beginning of the draft and I got dinner with a couple of friends of mine up in Pittsburgh. Um, one of whom happens to be an Eagles fan. And we walked back to his apartment um, a couple of, of blocks away and we were sitting there, we were both targeting receivers um, un, unsurprisingly with, the, with that early pick. And um, as, as Kelsey and Meg know, I went to LSU. So I really had Jamar Chase on my mind, did not think he would fall to where the Eagles would pick him. And I was kind of upset when um, the Eagles traded out of the sixth spot um, a couple of weeks before the draft, because I thought they could maybe get Chase with that spot, but obviously that wasn't gonna happen at 12. And then we saw the draft lineup. We saw that the Cowboys were picking in front of the, the Eagles and the Giants. And we both kind of thought, wow, the Cowboys are just going to take Devontae Smith just so that the Giants <laughs> and the Eagles can't have him. Like, like on paper, there's no way to justify the Cowboys taking another receiver because that is obviously a position of strength. But we were thinking like, wow, they're just going to they're going to do it just so that the other teams in the division don't have the opportunity to I wish that we were that petty I, yeah well you know it's possible it, it, it's not like out of the realm of possibility for <laughs> not just the Cowboys but for any team in that division I mean it's, I I enjoy the rent-free space that we hold in your mind so are we the pettiest petty. division do you feel like we're the pettiest division um like let's not let's not kid ourselves about what happened at the end of the year last year when right, right. y'all like totally forgot to show up and right. forgot to pretend like you were actually trying right so that you would screw the giants which was hilarious yeah and very obvious but like you had one job go that far to just i don't screw over i don't know other? so so we're so we're around the same all of us are around the same age so obviously we we don't we weren't like um aware of what was going on in the division in the like late eighties and early nineties, but you had a stretch obviously in the early nineties where every team except the Eagles won a Super Bowl, And I think that just kind of heightened the pettiness. Like it was, it was, you know, Redskins, Giants and Cowboys back to back or, or, Cow or I might've gotten the order wrong, but you understand those, those teams were all really good. Sure. And so that just like, you know, I'm sure heightened the contempt against the, the three fan bases. And then obviously the Eagles not having a Super Bowl was probably just, worse because of all the fan bases they're probably the uh the most uh how do i put this nicely the most uh eccentric maybe is the way to put it so um i think over the past you know 20 30 years that just kind of heightened um the intensity within that within that division so um but when the, when Devontae smith got drafted or when the eagles traded for him my buddy and i kind of looked at each other and said oh wow the cowboys are trading down what what's going on here and then when we saw eagles come across the, the screen we literally glanced at each other from across the room and said, they're going to take Devante. They're going to take Devante. They're going to take Devante. And then they ended up taking Devante, which was, which was, I, I tell you the hardest I've ever pulled for an Alabama player um, <laughs> in gonna my say. entire life. Um, an LSU grad yeah, here. For right, those that right. Don't I'm know him. rooting for, for Hertz and Smith, um, for Hertz and Smith to, to do well um, next season. So um, when that draft pick happened, I mean, I don't have to sit here and talk about how, um, bad it's been to watch the Eagles um, receivers try to catch footballs over the past few years. <laughs> um, the fact that they got the Heisman Trophy winner 
um, and he was available to them at 12. Um, you know, obviously there were some some players who were probably um, rated a little uh, higher in terms of uh, uh, in terms of where they were as a prospect, but I'm not going to complain about um, nabbing the, the the Heisman Trophy winner and um, having him with a quarterback with whom he's familiar and and see if this uh, rebuild, so to speak, can kind of get going on the right foot. I feel like that's so interesting because again, like I I joke about it, but genuinely, like la- at the end of last year, watching the Eagles tank like truly in that game. And it, it, I, I don't know any other way to put it. Like that had to be what they were doing. And they were so good at it. It was like, unbelievable. so good. Such a good football team. It was unbelievable. I was like, you can't be serious right now. You gotta WP. be, you gotta be great at something. It and was, they were great at whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> It was something. All right. And I was just like, how do you take a team that quite literally their last move of the season was to fuck over their NFC East. Oh, I didn't. Rivals. We can curse on here. I oh, didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we, we got. We put. A, we'll put. We put an E on all of these. Great. Literally, right. someone texted or tweeted us and was like, "How did RJ feel putting that E on the thing?" And I was like, "He does it like every week." So it's I think standard. He's over it at this point. I wasn't aware of that. Nice. All right. No fourth. Well, literally, like I don't understand how that happens. Right. Your last move is to just be totally ridiculous towards your NFC East opponent, and then the Cowboys are like, all right, Howie, like, let's figure this out, man. And Stephen Jones said that their logic was they said, well, here's the side of the ball that we're trying to draft on. How do you trust that? How do you trust that? Like I was, I mean, maybe it's a gentleman's agreement, quote, whatever you want to call it. If I'm, I'm not trusting that worth a damn if I'm the Cowboys and I'm talking to the Eagles. I'm just not. I agree. I I feel like so th- I'll, I'll, this is I'm going off 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 the mini script that we that we have here. Like what like what would you say is the Cowboys' biggest rival? Because I feel like it's a situation like like I I I have this conversation with my friends about LSU all the time. Like if you you can put twenty LSU fans in a room and ask them who the biggest rival is, you're gonna get yeah five or six who say Florida, another five or six who say Ole Miss, and then Bama, another few say Bama, probably a couple of Auburns in there. Yeah. And so I just wonder from the Cowboys perspective and, and actually all the teams in the NFC East, you know, like if, who's that one team that you kind of hate the most? Like, is it the Eagles? Is it the, is it the Washington football team? Is it the Giants? I, I, I'm honestly, I honestly don't know. I feel like it's in flux. Like Meg, you tell me, I mean, I feel like it used to pretty, it was like pretty standard. I mean, I feel like it was like the Giants at one point and then it was pretty strongly in first place, the Eagles. I feel like the the Washington football team has been decently irrelevant for a period of time. Up until recently, though, I was going to say the the defending the defending division champions. Let's put some put some respect on their no. Doesn't name. take much, but literally, like I think the Eagles are the front runners in my mind. Yeah, I could make a pretty good argument for the Giants right now um, because one, you hurt my quarterback, and yep. I'll never forgive you. Yep. Um, and Fair. two, Biggie. Jason Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just the general fuckery that comes with playing the giants, like, and, and not to mention just like, look at the schedule. Like we play them. So we play them pretty tight. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like it all, it part of, part of it depends probably on like the fan, the fans, like personal, um, experience, right? Like, cause right now I would say the Cowboys just because I've been so close with, with, you and um and, and other friends that we have here that it's just been fun to kind of talk about it all your other friends that you can't name 
Yeah, yeah. You want, <laughs> woman, I'm not gonna name. I just want, I just want to make sure everyone was aware. I'm like, not gonna name my my friends on on this on this podcast. He has like, all his other friends. I have a ton of friends. Um, he doesn't know about <laughs> that he can't name. But keep going. But out of college, my um my roommate for three years um was from New Jersey, and he was a Giants fan. So it was, it made me, and also that was kind of right when the Giants were like coming off that right around that second Super Bowl. So it just was fun to kind of hate them at the time. So I feel like it it just kind of depends on like on where you are. I feel like every, every other team that's not the Cowboys might say the Cowboys just because they're such a national brand. Right. Um, um, so I don't know that, I, that was, what was the original question? I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> why are you even an Eagles fan? Why am I an Eagles fan? No, I can't remember the original question, <laughs> but um, uh, I don't really. Right oh. now I'm hating the Giants the most. Are you? But I do enjoy shit talking with Tyler and my Aww. homie Wesley. So, oh, we were talking. We were talking about the trade. Yes, oh, yeah. And trusting that. Yeah. Leapfrogging the. Uh, you got to leapfrog the Giants. So yeah. I think that was we kind of both won in that scenario. Seriously, yeah. though. And then they 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 were reaching for a receiver, and they took whatever receiver they took at at twenty or whatever it was. I think it was the guy and, from Florida. Was it? Uh, Kadarius Tony. Right, um, right. Yeah. I will say I agree with Kels on like I don't know that I trust y'all in that scenario, but I was like almost a hundred myself not having any say in anything um was like almost a hundred percent sure that you were going to go offense and that the giants were going to go offense and i knew that like switching back with you guys wasn't going to screw us but i did enjoy the squirminess from the giants fan base well at least we can agree on that right we can yeah <laughs> like i'm i'm okay with that but and like i got an extra pick out of it so do you also feel like are you sure that I feel like in my mind, I don't know if it didn't screw us over a little bit because I, I'm still reeling a little bit and I know I'm being butthurt and, you know, unreasonable because that's who I am as a person. But I just, I, we didn't get the reinforcements in the secondary that we were hoping for. And then to go to our division rival and say, hello, Eagles, would you like to add someone in your offensive weaponry that we don't have someone to guard against well, like we what's our answer to Devontae Smith because this is why I say this is why I said what I said is because like who who are we going to pick at 10 that like we couldn't have gotten at 12 after our picks had already gone out the window that's fair right and I and I think you have to remember too as good as Devontae Smith might be we obviously don't know he's only one player and as of now, the strategy is just to, uh, no matter how bad your secondary might be, you just double team Devontae Smith, and you'll probably be okay because the Eagles still don't have anybody else that they have to <laughs> that can that can throw the ball to them. I think yeah, I think it was a and it's, for yeah, sure. It's just like best on the board for us, and then like you probably have Dan Quinn and Will McClay like banging on the table like we have to take defense. That's how just how I see it going in my mind. Yeah, I don't think anyone was pleased necessarily. But just like you know, making Giants fans squirm is fun. So, and it's all I mean, the Cowboys still have the the strongest position group of probably anybody in the division. If you just look at Wait. a certain team's secondary, or the, I'm talking about the receivers. Say that one more time. Um, I don't know <laughs> what I said. The Cow Cowboys have the strongest position. Yeah. Group. See, here's the thing with you guys. I, like, I I joke <laughs> around. Like, I joke around like Eagle stuff, but I'm a pretty rational fan. Like, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty can't relate. Yeah, I, I'm very <laughs> rational. I'm a I'm that's my like analytical journalistic mind. Like the Cowboys <laughs> are the best team in the division on paper by far. 
I have no problem saying that. I'm not. That's 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 clear. And they also have the the receivers are 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 you know probably the best receiving group in the NFL. I do think that Micah Parsons. Um, I live in in Pennsylvania, so I've watched Micah Parsons at Penn State for the past few years. Oh right. Um, I do think he's going to be really really good. He switched positions when he got to Penn State. Um, when he was in high school, he was more of a defensive lineman and kind of played more of an edge rusher right um at, at penn state i think he's going to be really really good um i'm not going to say like hall of fame level or all pro level but i think he's going to be a solid um piece on that defense for the next you know decade or so um that's kind of my bold prediction um maybe i'm just drinking the the pennsylvania uh kool-aid a little bit but but i think that's what's going to happen vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I hear that too. Like, I, I hear a lot about the talent that he can bring. You did mention the fact that like he has that history of, of, you know, rushing from the edge, which gives him that position flex that he can play multiple roles. They talk a lot about, you know, they put him in that mic position when, you know, they just started out and how he's been able to create pressure from the inside as well, which I think is a valuable asset. And we very obviously need help in that regard. So I think that'll be a positive. I just feel like, again, like, we have so many guys that we're already like rotating through that role right now that, you know, if you weren't going to get rid of Jalen Smith or, you know, again, like you didn't, you did, you didn't opt for LVE's contract again. So I, I get the moves that are happening because of this, but I just, I still just don't have a ton of confidence in our defense. And then, uh, you know, especially in light of the fact that we get Jabril, Jabril Cox, like what a value add right there, you know, like my I mean, guy hindsight's 2020, but like that to me, it could have solved our issues. And I would have been okay with having Jabril as well. And this is no disrespect against Micah. Cause I know he's amazing, but like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but how, how good does the defense realistically have to be when you have the best quarterback, like the offense Assuming everything, assuming Dak Prescott is 80%, they have the best quarterback in the division and the best offense in the division. As long as they can not give up 35 points, 
they should be able to win the games that they play in the division. And, and, and I, I like what they did in their draft because I think they took a couple of people in the secondary they took a couple of guys in linebacker. They took a couple of guys on the defensive line. Like it was very clear to me that they were um, targeting defense. You'd like, you'd like to maybe add a veteran or two, and maybe they have over the past couple of weeks. I, I'll be honest. I haven't like paid attention to the Cowboys all season signings. I haven't paid much attention to the Eagles as well. Um, it's just kind of my mind's off of football right now. But, um, you know, when you have players like Dak Prescott and um, Ezekiel Elliott and, um, you know, Amari Cooper and uh, Gallup and C.D. Lamb, like you you figure out figure out the defense. Like, we, we you know what I mean? Like, you, like hey, our offense is, is one of the best, if not the best in the, in the league. You saw that at the beginning of the last season before Dak got hurt. Um, there, that's a pretty good position to be in where you can just kind of figure this other stuff out. And I think they have good pieces. I mean, they have pieces, not maybe not in the secondary, but they have a couple of pieces on defense that are not bad. You know, you yeah. just need one or two really big difference makers or playmakers and, and the whole thing changes. You know what I mean? So how do you feel like, you know, coming out of this and I know you haven't paid that much attention to like the offseason signings, but like, do you feel like there's a specific area of the Eagles team still that any team really, but I guess I'll frame it in the Cowboys talk that can be exploited. How confident are you in your, your quarterback situation? You know, like it's all of those things to me, like you, you have like, your you're tied in. Like what's the, what's the word? Like, is that even officially like cut ties yet? Like did, did Ertz say hundred percent goodbye? I, I need to check in on that. You know what I, I mean? I don't think he has. I'm still, I still have some concerns about the secondary um i give their draft and and this is me obviously not being an expert um uh, and i'm and i'm gonna plug our own our own content here our, our dane brugler rate uh, ranked the, the the draft classes and he had the eagles oh, class he gets rated. Plug, plugged often mm-hmm. so. he had the uh eagles class uh rated number one and um and i would i would probably agree that it was pretty good um the only thing i did i like that they they got a cornerback um McPherson, the kind of um, who can potentially be a starter or at least a depth piece. I, I I'm higher on Miles Sanders, than I think a lot of people might be. Um, you know, maybe part of that again is me drinking the Pennsylvania Kool Aid that, that Miles Sanders went to high school about uh, 15 minutes away from my apartment, so I saw him at Woodland Hills. You know, when I first moved up there, to and, and saw how good he was. I still think that he's a a number one back when he can be healthy. And I think Boston Scott showed a lot of versatility last year Great, that man. I'm not, that I'm not sure that I uh, would have taken um, Gainwell um, on a, a, a drafting a running back. I would have preferred to maybe get another piece in the secondary, which has obviously been a, a really big problem. They lost Jalen Mills. Avante Maddox um, has been up and down. Um, so that's like a minor thing, but you know, you get, you get the Heisman trophy winner, you add some, some, some depth on the O line with the with the guy from Alabama who's pretty versatile. And well, yeah, and speaking an of pick next year, you, they've they've got two first round picks now that um, could turn into three if I'm not mistaken. If Carson Wentz plays a certain number of snaps, so yeah, um, Jalen Hurts, you just kind of see what he is this year. Like, you know, it's his tryout year, and you see if he's the guy, and if not, you might have three first round picks to maybe get a guy next year. So I'm okay with with where they are as an, as an organization. I, I, it could be worse. Literally, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that was, you know, something that I've thought about with these Eagles picks. Like I, I made fun of the fact that, you know, Carson Wentz and they're paying all this money to not have a quarterback. Right. But if you think about it, they get 
um, a 2021, like third rounder, it's conditional 2022 second rounder. If Carson's playing time is at or above 75%, um, that can become a first. And if Carson plays 70% and the Colts go to the playoffs, I mean, again, like, it's just like, and we know like, it's ironic that, you know, the Eagles have to really root hard for Carson Wentz now. Like they got rid of him and now they have to really hope he does, he does well next season or yeah, this season, next season. whatever you want to call 2021 but like y'all could be stacked and you talk about rebuilding like I think that is the mindset for the Eagles right now like it's kind of something that it feels like unless you're Bill Belichick which I can't speak for him right now but a lot of times once you have a Super Bowl team a lot of these guys who are big players in making that happen could opt to go elsewhere because they can get paid more right? right and so your team doesn't stay together and you guys are kind of in this role where like you know how many pieces are left from that team not that many, but again, and here's me, here's me be kind of being kind of a rational fan. Like <laughs> you see this a lot more in the NFL um, than you do in other sports like the NBA um, and, and other, um, other leagues, anything can happen in, in one given season, you know, uh, surprise teams happen all the time. You saw like 2016, the Raiders all of a sudden were a 12 and four team and won their division in 2017, Blake Bortles and the Jaguars were in the AFC championship game. Like, you know, you never know with injuries and with how players develop, you could go into a season expecting that it's going to be a rebuilding year. And then you end up going 11 and five or 12 and four. So I I like what Howie Roseman did in this draft. And, and I'm understand that I'm, I'm kind of still living off the the high of the Super Bowl win a few years ago. Um, I might still be hung over from that night uh, (laughs) a few years later, but like, you know, they're trying to, they're, they're, they obviously have a, a plan somewhat, it seems, um, so, some semblance of a plan. And if it, if it works out over the next couple of years, then, then great. If it works out this year, that's, that's even better. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I like that they're, they, they realize that, okay, we kind of have to reset things. I don't know if I would have reset things the way that they did. Um, I, I personally probably, I don't know if you get rid of Wentz and Peterson. I feel like it's one or the other, but going going with both is was kind of interesting. But I think Peterson's a good coach. I, I also I do too. So, but obviously I'm uh, I don't get paid as much as Howie Roseman uh, and those folks to to make those decisions. Howie. So. Well, can I ask you to put your rationality aside for a minute right. because um, that's not fun. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you made her yawn again. You really did. Like I'm I can't. Sorry. Um, it's fine but you can make up for it right now and be completely ridiculous and give me your early um, season ending division lineup, like ranking who's going to be. Like, Is this last game going to even matter? Question. Yeah. Because the Eagles will be trying to be the first team to go 17 and know in the regular season. Wow. It's going to be a historic, a historic finale. I told you to not be rational, but I didn't tell you to be ludicrous. Look, you either, you either get one or the other. (laughs) What? Pick pick your poison. All right. I was trying to be rational and trying to be intelligent. Now it's now, you know, we're going full. full The wheels are off. Wow. Um, I I think, I think the, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division. Um, I think, like I said earlier, they're the they're the best team on paper. I hope that doesn't happen, um, but you know, uh, I I think they have the best quarterback, and they have those receivers are so good. Um, the thing that concerns me kind of about the Eagles this year is that they, um, assuming that Hurts is the quarterback, which for some reason they're saying that it's going to be a competition with Flacco or whatever. Like that's 
that's complete BS. I don't understand that, but um, I'm, I'm concerned that the Eagles bye week isn't until like week, like 13 or 14. Like that, that sucks. That that's concerning for like a, a, a quarterback who's like starting for the first time and given the keys to the, to, to the, um, you know, to the Corvette, like that he's going to have to play 13 or 14 straight weeks without, you know, kind of a week to reset and, and um, adjust with a new coach and a, a new coordinator and all this stuff that is kind of concerning. So, um, you know, I, I could envision a situation where the Eagles start well. And then once, once teams start adjusting the hurts um, and he doesn't have time to kind of readjust to those adjustments, it, it could get dicey in the middle, but um, you know, if they're anywhere around 500 next season, I'll, I'll take it. But honestly, my, my heart tells me 17 and 0. So do you think that hurts will be your quarterback at the end of the season? Uh, yes. All right. Starting quarterback? Yes. <laughs> or, run, think, or right. running back. Right. I think he'll be I think he'll be the starting quarterback at the end of the season. But again, if you know, it's a it's really a trial. Uh, like I said, it's kind of a trial year for him. If they um if he doesn't impress uh, you know, everybody in the organization, they've they they've got two first round picks the next year. Could be three if the win situation works out in in uh, Indianapolis. Like they'll have an opportunity to, to maybe get a, get a guy in the first round who could be that, that quote unquote QB of the future. So um, it's obviously a rebuild, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm still hung over from the Super Bowl win a few years ago. So I'll, I'll so take don't even need this one. We'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was going to say like, it should be a shoe in for Wentz to be the starter, but we know how um, Wentz has fared against those quarterbacks from ATX. So, you know, TBD, I guess, if you will. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um i i like are the giants gonna i don't even know like are the giants gonna be good or the is the washington football team who's the who's washington's quarterback is it taylor yeah um it's fitz magic baby well fitz yeah fitzpatrick is there and then taylor's there and then kyle allen is on the roster too right they, they're just kind of yeah I'm really i'm really upset that we didn't sign fitzpatrick because like i just feel I'm like not you she loves like a, a party qb Give me like as her backup. Yeah, but like, but he also he don't forget he went to Harvard. So and he has facial know. hair. Oh, get, you, get you a QB who can do both. That means he can drink beer intelligently. I that means he can it. he can brew beer. Oh, my. probably. Like with, with like. <laughs> I feel like he does have like a home brew kit in like his garage. Definitely an IPA kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like he's really here for the hops. Yeah. <laughs> Or actually, he's probably so hipster that he's into sour beers. Like, that's Ooh. probably where he's at in the spectrum of things. Chelsea, IPAs, Chelsea, didn't you I would definitely drink a Fitz Magic Brew. Yeah, because I'm cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Trendy. Right. And young. Right. Two of the three things that I just said are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guess which ones. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, David Helm just walked in the room, and that means that Tyler is going to go watch NBA games and drink said beers, maybe a sour beer. I might partake as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The NBA is, is playoffs are heating up. I'm going to plug the athletic right now. Yeah. So do make that. Sure you make sure you guys go to uh, go to subscribe. we got a great deal going on right now. $1 a month for the next six months. Can't afford not to uh, leading up to the start of the NBA playoffs. We've got a lot of great coverage over there, NBA and otherwise. So, so please check it out. Yeah, truly. I've told you guys a million times, but if you, for nothing else, like if you guys loved the draft coverage, like Dane Brugler is an actual God. Well, Fantastic. they are making a beast edition for the NBA. 
right? Yeah, well, we we have, we have Sam, Sam Bassini's uh, draft guide, which we which we've. Uh, Was I allowed to say that? By yeah. the way, I mean we did a draft guide last year. Okay, I think cool. It's fine. People know it's, people know it's gonna it's happening. I don't know if we call it what the beast or whatever, but yeah. um, Sam yeah. did a draft guide last year, and 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 um, you know that one's gonna uh, hopefully come out. Um, sometime before the NBA draft this year, which is July 29th, we we hope uh, you know no promises, but sometimes sometime in the middle of July should be pretty interesting. Oh, um, you have lo- long enough to name it now, because it, it needs a name. The Beast. Right, I'll work on that. There's so many more people involved than, than me in that decision, but I'll take it up. I'll kick it up to the uh, to the higher ups. As the managing editor of the NBA, I feel like you might have some sway. But <laughs> either way, uh, guys, you can follow Tyler on Twitter at Ty Batiste. And yes, I had to look up your username because I wanted to make sure I didn't mess it up. I saw that. Um, I saw that. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. And like he said, definitely subscribe to The Athletic. It is worth your $1 a month. I mean, are you joking? If you drink coffee... It's like, you can't afford not to like, just give up one coffee a year and that will pay for your athletic subscription. Like that's all it is genuinely. And go birds. No, that we're erasing that part. Um, I'm cutting that out. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which you could follow Tyler. If you like the Eagles, which you probably don't, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, But if you want to follow Meg and I on social media, you can definitely do that too. I am on Instagram at Hey, Kelsey Charles also on the Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles and Megan is. Meg Murray with four R's. Guys, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and Boys podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. We're also on YouTube as well. And I just feel like these words ring especially true today because of our honorary guests. And I'm going to let one Meg Murray go ahead and lead you out with them right now. Dallas forever, Philly for absolutely never. Actually, birds are not real. I love you too. (laughs) Bye guys. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.